When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello everybody and welcome to the new enhanced, tuned and equipped with Nitro Boost Serbian Corner with completely <laughs> new segments that will show you how a Serbian that has never been to Colorado and that would be me views the rectangle state on the Rocky Mountains. You can also expect some nuggets in general NBA trivia games and much, much more. My name is Miroslav and I'm joined as always by Voya. Voya, how is Nebraska weather treating you this week? It's good. They, they, they turned on heating, so that's how it's treating me. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> It should be fun for fishing later, though, so I'm hoping to get that in after we're done. As we are recording this, uh, uh, Serbian volley- uh, women's volleyball team is playing the final game of the of the World Cup, right? And they're mm-hmm. beating their, their opponents two sets by zero, so... If you're not watching that, thank you for hanging with us. <laughs> and uh, we will start right now with our first segment called the Mile High Positivity. It is a segment about what we were the most high or optimistic about last week. And again, we are not legally allowed to get high in Serbia or Nebraska. So this is just a figure of speech. Yeah. <laughs> My Mile High Positivity of the week will be the Nuggets beating the fully armed and operational battle station that is the Phoenix Suns without Nikola, Jamal, Aaron Gordon, KCP, and with Michael Porter shooting like prime Ben Wallace. (laughs) The reason I I like this game is the fact that the second unit guys, but especially the third stringers like Ish Smith, Christian Brown, and Vlatko Tranchar showed a lot of heart and confirmed that what I was talking a couple of weeks ago that the Nuggets really have a lot of very good individual pieces that uh, they can use throughout the season if they're put into position of success. I promise this is not me being a basketball hipster. I truly believe in most of the 16 guys Denver is, has available for the upcoming season. You, Voya, you spoke last week about Bruce Brown and his amazing fit on the Nuggets, and he continued that through, uh, especially through this second week we started with zero to two, two losses in the first week, and now three wins in in second week. We cannot be higher on the team right now, right? Yep. No, I mean, I had him. That's funny because, like, I, that's the funny things. I had him first before. I had him number one seed in the NBA. I might have him now, like, over sixty wins. Oh. If we're gonna if we're gonna overhype it, because I had a fifty-seven. So, like, that was my prediction. So maybe like three more. Who knows? Ish Smith maybe bringing three more. What do you think? 
Ah, uh, yeah, three <laughs> wins and maybe one more. Come on, it's they only went three <laughs> and know, two in preseason, so let's let's go to 58. 58. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of a. Uh, I I think it's it's poetic for them not to beat their best historic uh, record that was 58 games back in the time. So if they just uh, uh, do it and uh, uh, do it like one I'm more time, it, yeah. that would just poetic. Not not beating it. He, even though they could, yeah, that's uh, uh, you know. Bottom line, I'm I'm high on them. Uh, you're you're talking, yeah. You, you said Bruce Brown. Uh, he showed why I was high. Well, I, I was I was you know happy about him seeing him play, but now even with the starters, it's even cooler. Um, so yeah, you, the guys talked about it this week about you know they have to find minutes for him in the starting lineup. I agree. Uh, that again, like Ishmit, it's just like doing the Chris Paul thing. Bones Highland now backing up, backing down from from the main guys because yeah Bones started that game because Jamal didn't play. Uh, it, it was man, I, I, it's great. It's kind of funny because it just this preseason is weird. Not not just for Nuggets, like just the rest of the NBA. People have been like hyped to play. I guess maybe there was like the longest off season in in you know for the last three years. So a lot of teams like were trying to win these games. Like yesterday, like Warriors, the first half, I'm like, what are we doing here? Like this. this feels like a regular season game and it's not supposed to be like, you know, the, the crowd is in it. Like the, the lineups are like all like rotational almost for the regular season. So it was really crazy to see in that environment, like Nuggets with Jokic still treating it as the, like the preseason, like he was the only one that's like probably looking around like the Travolta meme, like what's happening. Like we're supposed to be like practicing. This is like a friendly game and, and everyone's like going hard, like technical fouls are being called. Like Gordon's like going into Dream on Green, just like flexing and stuff. Like it was just funny. But yeah, that's, it's really. I mean, it, I, yeah, you you can't. We can't be higher. And that's Miss Love was saying that right before we we did the Nuggets Serbia uh, show. He was saying this is like the best moment of the season because like every, for every team because everyone's kind of well maybe not every but like all the top <laughs> contenders like are like hey we can we can win this thing and there's so many reasons why and it's like it's like the Schrodinger or like the lottery ticket one. Like this is the winning one. And then you start scratching and you're like, well, maybe, maybe it's not, but we'll get to that during the season. Who knows? Hopefully this one will be winning. Yeah. It, it, it really feels like everybody is so optimistic except for the Lakers, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, but we'll see. They're always, they're always delusional. They think they're going to get trade like with, uh, you know, get something for nothing always. So they, and they always do get something for nothing. So we can't, they're yeah. always optimistic anyway. So. Yeah, I I tend to listen to really smart Lakers fans and they're not so optimistic. So <laughs> I'm I'm at least enjoying the, the moment. Okay, yeah. what would you say what you was your uh mile high op- optimism of the week? Uh it was just listening to the ESPN broadcast yesterday and, and I, I tweeted out like it reminded me uh why I watch games on mute and which I really corrected after the first half. Because I started reading uh, like a few years ago, I would do. I, I did like reading books while watching NBA games. Like when I was, where I wasn't following any team in particular. So whatever was on ESPN during college, I would like read a book, watch in the background, kind of because there's so many commercials, like three hours. I'm not sitting watching Flow with Progressive do like 300 commercials in one game. So I so I was like, okay, I'm watch, I'm I'm reading Game of Thrones. I'm gonna put put on a, a Nuggets preseason. I have to f- follow that closely. I can just like be in and out. It was so annoying. Like, you know, Richard Jefferson, I think like, uh, uh, Rook, I think Ryan Rucco or whatever, whatever his name is, uh, they're like 
pretty much like giving it to the Warriors like the whole season, just like, oh, they're the best talented Kuminga Wiseman and didn't play well, but it was just like, come on, guys, like Jokic hasn't turned it on at all. And you're talking about Wiseman's giving it to him and like Kuminga, they're like all, you know, flow in to credit to Warriors. Yes, they have obviously like they have the, 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 you know, the recharge or reload of their respawn of their teams, but come on, it was still the preseason and it was the, and then the best thing for me was the second half. Then we, with the same, you know, same lineups, we go 40, is it 42 to 20 is, was 44 to 20 is one of those, uh, in the third, third quarter and just like destroyed him. And you're like, okay, now so what? what now? Like, <laughs> yeah, because there were the, the you know it was like Warriors got up to eight or nine points, and they're like, well, clearly the Warriors have the have the best uh, talent group in the NBA. Them and it's a big empty spot, and then it's everyone else. And Nuggets are one of them after like three or four teams that they had listed. I'm like, again, it's preseason chill, and of course Jokic turned it turned it on by like he literally got from neutral to first gear, and the yep. game's tied. And it was just that's what that's what you know motivated me because I'm like I wasn't sure like if Jokic is rusty if it's just preseason he has the the wrist thing like what's going on is he just not uh, we've seen situations when you know FIBA FIBA competitions kind of ruin your rhythm and the beginning of the season you're kind of off and it was just like no he actually just treated it, treated it as it should be like a preseason not go nuts like everyone else was so yeah that was I was really I was really excited and I see the comments people were asking like what our opinion is from last night so. Either yeah, way, yeah. two two birds, one one stone, kind of. You know, you know, in his first two uh, preseason games, he had zero made field goals, and I was actually looking at the last, you know, All NBA guy that finished the the preseason <laughs> with zero field goal uh, uh, maids, and and unfortunately, he actually made some pretty good baskets last yeah. night. So, what you gonna do? Uh, I was I was really mad uh, looking at Kuminga and Wiseman <laughs> because these guys are, are really, really good potentials. I mean, they, they're already pretty good players and they have a, the potential to be really, really good players. And it sucks. It sucks because, you know, Golden State folded for two seasons completely yeah. when they lost Clay and they just say, okay, we have an injury to... to uh, to uh, Steph and what's the point of bringing him back? So we'll just destroy two yeah, seasons punt, of yeah, ours, punt, punt season, completely. Yeah. And well, no, that's the thing is like that was funny because the one they punted, the second one they tried, it just weren't good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, and then it turned out to be a lottery. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they they had too many injuries uh, uh, to to Draymond and I guess. So the Nuggets are kind of punished. For being too good last yes, year, yes, exactly. They could, yeah. they could have yeah. punted. They could have got like like one of the top five guys from this draft that was pretty good. Yep. So, so it's an honorable thing to do, mainly from Nikola Jokic and Michael uh, um, Michael Malone, but also all the other guys who who made good, valiant effort last last season. And it's really. This is something I have against NBA, not the Warriors. Warriors are just playing the system, yeah. and and that's that. So it really sucks when I see Wiseman, who's like with uh, seven feet six six inches wingspan, yeah. with some pretty cool uh, basketball moves. 
F that man. I, I hate it is. Well, that. but also they got so the, the salary cap bump will always like go back to that in 2016. So the one one pick that Warriors have was they were bad, and then some. One of the ones were from Minnesota trade, which was basically like all around. Like it was Durant they got for free, so they traded him for Russell, and then got Russell for Wiggins and got a pick from Minnesota. It was just like a all you know circumstance from Durant also wanting to sign and trade, not just leave. Uh, and give him give him that, but then it was it was funny. Like that's the things you're right. Like it's a system, and you can't you can't complain too much. Like it, it is what it is. Everyone does it that has a chance. Funny thing was uh, one that you know we were Jokic was like that good to drag this team better, and that's why it was funny that he you know they're like still disputing his MVP. And the second thing what was funny yesterday was so much praise for the GM for the for the Warriors. You're like they were in the lottery for two years. They had two top ten picks. And they also skipped on uh, Franz Wagner, like in that you know in that one year, and then also got Wiseman when they had like other players that were also played more than he, you know he has so far. And again, Moody is also good, but like he could be decent for them. But like all guys around them were like much better at this point. And it was just funny, just like so much praise for like yeah, they're so pulled out, like they so the organizations run so well. You have so much talent. It's like yeah, again, like you can't really like forget that they were in the lottery for two years. Like, of course they have top 10 talent, like three of them. Like it's, that's how it works. Like it's the lottery. So it was just funny. Like of course the, the one thing like, which is, again, we talk about the discourse of basketball. The one thing they should have said was, Hey, how they are adapting them. What Adam basically said, I think yesterday was talking about is like how they're adapting them to their system, even though they're so young, like Kuminga at one point, I was like, is that a Kuminga or Draymond was like running around? Like I wasn't sure. Because you know, at one point, like, am I watching? Like, oh, it was a big dunk. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's not Draymond. It's like someone's running from the baseline. It was like a quick sub. Like that's their their achievement is making these guys fit into that very complicated, uh, you know, complex system that that they win titles with. Not that they they drafted them. Of course, they drafted them. They're like they were high picks. So that's why I'm like, it's so so weird to me. Like they just want to be like clickbaity like even announcers like they want to say like things that they're going to get clipped out of like yeah he said it like it's so it's so weird but the fact that we beat him and beat him easily and then our third stringers come in and then just bring up the bring up the the you know the the point differential to 20 you're like okay who has the deeper team now like i'm not sure yeah 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 and so that's, yeah, like throughout, again, throughout like, the first half, we're we're listening about the deep, the deep best, team, yeah, yeah. and then we and then it's like, ever. yeah, it's like Zeke, Vladko, Christian Brown just come in and like obviously, and then Ishmed is the third string. He has to play because there's no one else to play on the point guard on that, and he's there, and you're like, okay, so what do you, what what now? Like he's our eleventh guy, maybe or probably should be tenth or ninth, but like again, we have twelve, and it's like that's the that's the biggest positivity of all this. Listen, I don't blame RJ too much. It's obvious he doesn't watch Nuggets a lot because he has no yeah. idea about the depth of the Nuggets. At one point, he even said that Michael Porter is such a great talent because he can shoot, he can dribble, and he can pass. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah, what? Yeah. Dribble? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love Michael Porter, but that's not his game. We yeah, don't exactly. need him to dribble. We need him to be the super Clay Thompson, and that's completely fine. And that yeah. brings us to another point. You guys should see me writing the show every week. I'm like a madman because it takes seven days between two shows. So I rewrite the show like three times every <laughs> time. After every game, I have some big opinions about the team. And then 
next game is completely different and I scrap everything. So just so you know, after the Phoenix game, I wanted to have a meeting a mountain lion at the front porch so we could talk about the obvious dissonance between the two Michaels, Michael Malone and Michael Porter. Because we all remember the MPJ calling out the coach in his rookie season in the middle of the playoffs. And we saw him again speaking out to the press about the need for him to play more minutes with Bones since he's the guy that gets him. And, you know, after that, they had a Phoenix game and Michael shot like 2 of 11 playing his game. So, <clears throat> okay, that's all water under the bridge because Porter has had two great games since then, playing both the two-man game with Jokic very well, but also completely in the flow of offense. Both Clippers and Warriors games showed how much better it was for the team to have a fully bought-in Michael Porter with Nikola Jokic, Aaron Gordon. By the way, Aaron Gordon is playing his ass off, man. He's he's really hustling. I love his his like uh, offensive glass eating this this preseason. It looks yep. amazing. Also, Bruce Brown, KCP, they they were all playing on a string together. Do you maybe have some kind of a meeting a mountain lion on the front porch for this week, or was uh, it too possible, too too positive? I mean, it probably was positive i i don't think so i th I think i don't have i don't have it because i'm trying to think of what players maybe were disappointed but like nothing maybe i mean maybe if you want do you are we doing that right now maybe i'll have a yeah yeah okay let's 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 let's, uh, stay, let's yeah. stay on the on the point about michael porter and yeah, his, yeah, yeah he's playing well with with the with the starters what did you like the most about his his game last night or and for the two last games, actually. Well, so I would even say, so I was, that, that was really, because Brendan was talking about that, that I, we were texting during the Phoenix game even, and everyone, I, I, again, I wasn't like, I'm not drawing too many con big conclusions from these games. And, and hence why I'm not watching like every possession, like intently and like trying to break. Because again, they're, I'm watching more like, in like, hey, what's kind of the, how it's meandering through the game and um, picking out like, different things that i can see the the one that was like michael porter was the effort for me even the phoenix game wasn't shooting well and he was basically like all of a sudden now like he, i think he's still trying to like keep afloat in all this because he's supposed to be the third option but he was always we talked about he was always used to being the first one and he's just like what am i what should i do and i don't think there's any like mental like hey, i don't want, i'm not happy here i don't want to do this it's like hey i want to win i want to be better and best just have to figure it out how and again maybe the also communication between him and and team and like how how to do it because uh i gotta get a shout out to alec every time uh Jokic doesn't play and mpj goes off and it's like he, he tweets like what happens when there's no Jokic to like basically like roll his eyes of mpj at every shot he takes uh and we talked about what if he changes that and he just made me you know, basically gives michael some leeway and and relax him a little bit uh, what that game was was two. I think it was like no one was playing, so it was just like, hey, Michael, he's got to basically shoot, and that we've seen like what what would have happened if Jokic and Murray were hurt, and it was only MPJ left for the last season. We would have been not good in that way. Uh, and I, but I still like the effort. He like he was he was cutting. Like I think he he was trying to get offensive rebounds. He was getting some on defense. He wasn't again in that game in Chicago. I was talking about last week. He was staying in front of guys. It's just that again, those shots two of eleven, but like in what first of all it happens, like it's not two of eleven is not it's not two of twenty. 
that would have been even more worrisome. Two of eleven is fine. Um, and just the, you know how he was surrounded with which which players. Of, of course, the next game, Jokic comes back, and again, this is something like I'm I'm really happy to see because this is similar to what happened last season that we've seen this progress. It's not people are still trapped. I think and 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 we can fall into that trap too is thinking how he was rookie season bubble like when he was exposed by like since then he's he's improved a lot like you you know in that first season post bubble when jamal got hurt by the end of the season remember the portland games like it's not that clear cut like with him it's not just like oh he's either really good or terrible i think there's still there's still room for him even if he's not shooting well or it's not his night in that way, like that he can make up some of this stuff. And I believe that he can and will play like that. Because again, yesterday he was holding his own against the Warriors team. It wasn't, there wasn't a situation in the game in the first half, even when the Warriors were going on around being like, oh man, MPJ, what are you doing? There were some late rotations. He had one that was like, he maybe should have covered. But again, in the corner, there's a clear cut, great shooter. So at that point, like depending on the game plan, because we don't know the game plan, was he told to just shadow a shooter and then not to worry about the back? And then when so all of a sudden there's a layup, like he's already he's at fault because he didn't help. So like some of that stuff we don't know the how they're like giving roles into their in, in their defenses. So I'm really excited. Like obviously the shooting uh, again, it's it's heaven. Uh, I again like I was joking tweeted last week. I was like I don't need drugs. I just have him shooting. Like that's the that's only hide that I need in my life. Uh, cause it's incredible. I mean, we've forgotten how good it is, uh, when he shoots over people and you think it's a bad shot and it technically it's really not because he doesn't even see the defenders. It's awesome. I, I, I mean, I can't, can't get hyped enough even, even for him this time. Like, that's why I'm wearing the showtime. Like that's, this. I mean, kudos to him for, for running, running in the transition, which is really important because in transition, you usually get on the wrong defender switched on the wrong defender. And he can just shoot over. I mean, I mean, he can shoot over almost anybody. But especially if he's he's met by a guard on on the other team, it's just uh, roast chicken for him. So that's that's awesome. Even if those those kind of possessions doesn't look like possessions in flow of offense, he is such a walking mismatch. He's just <laughs> I, you you just don't care. And even yeah. with Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon is also. Uh, very big for for any guard if he gets isolated against. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's really good and <clears throat> especially this this starting lineup without Jamal with Bruce Brown in starting five. I mean Bruce Brown is like six four, but he plays like he's six seven. He's so yeah, strong. He's, he's yeah. So, you don't you don't notice height with him like yeah. You <laughs> you have no idea. He's only six four and he's so so lightning lightning fast. So uh, I really like that because team looked really physically dominant which you always love to see and that's obviously your uh, your escape ticket in case you know you don't have a great shooting night you can still run over teams by just yep. being bigger than them and stronger and everything in that regard so yeah, i'm really so I'm, yeah ray said less hesitation on his open shots is nice exactly i think they might have i don't know if they had a conversation with him they're like just let it rip like again because his his contested shots aren't really contested shots. If the guy's like helping off by half a step, it's over. I was joking too. Like I was watching the game and I was laughing at myself. Like, please just help off of MPJ. Cause there was a play that just completely left him open to right. like help inside in the paint and ball was kicked out. And you're like, Oh, is he, that's it. Like, there's still, again, it's weird. Cause there's not a player yet 
except him on this team that you're like, oh, I expect every shot that is open to make it. Because sometimes they can't, maybe he's open, like, you know, corner three, KCP, or like when it was Gary, Barton, like he can get on a roll, but sometimes it's just a one shot is one shot. MPJ is like, oh, I expect this. Like, oh, he pump fakes, it goes into a mid-ranger. That's it. And and if if he can do that with like maybe one or two bad shots, like maybe a you know, post up that he flips around and stuff, like who cares? Like everyone has a terrible shot. Like everyone has a bad decision once in a while. But like if he just does what he does and lets it rip when as soon as he has any extra room, like I wouldn't roll. Like that's what I'm saying. Like it shouldn't, and I hope he doesn't roll his eyes even if he's like looks like contested. First pass, boom, open, like that, that's over. It's so, man, it's so exciting. Like, Jokic has, look- has been looking for for MPJ a lot for these two two last matches, and that's that's really nice. And you know, last week we spoke about quote unquote most Serbian and least Serbian players on the Nuggets, saying that Michael Porter is the definition of not a Serbian player. But man, it it, it doesn't think it doesn't, doesn't matter. Mean, I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't care. I mean. If he just do what he's supposed to do in first 20 seconds of the of the possession, and the ball will find him anyway. But even if yeah. it doesn't, he still has those like four seconds. Just give the ball to him, and he'll he'll do a, a contested uh, <laughs> yeah contested rolling shot. shot, and he'll still probably make it May, yeah. 45 percent. So, of the so time. you know what the little difference there is when you said like Jokic is looking for him. Not even sure, like if it's like, oh, let's find MPJ per se. I think it's more just because uh, now he's like technically playing on a three. That now he's in a Bar- Will Barton's position, and KCP is not Will Barton, as in he doesn't need the ball to be most effective in you know in pick and roll and playing with Jokic. So technically now Jamal uh, Jamal is when he comes back or Bruce when they're playing point guard, they're doing that point guard roles. But then MPJ is the one that that is you know. With Jokic handoffs, shoots off. Of, basically, it's like he's doing for me at least. Like what I'm seeing right now is the amalgamation between Gary Harris and Will Barton style. Because obviously Barton was I need to dribble or not I need to, but it's like the most effective when he dribbles and does and does his thing. With Harry was like oh quick handoff. I'm quickly rising. So it's like MPG is kind of similar because like he can he's not there. I think with like his footwork what Gary was when when it was in the best best years of Gary when he gets the ball and he's ready immediately Michael Porter maybe like is almost I almost feel that he's going to make the shot completely when he has the weird like handoff and then maybe one side dribble and then yeah. he shoots or like side inside like you know gets the ball and like one dribble inside around Jokic and basically pulls up over Jokic and his defender and Jokic's defender like so it's kind of there but that's why I think it's just the style of the lineup that it is right now because again KCP doesn't need the ball like that and he also doesn't have still timing with Jokic as much as as much as MPJ we say like oh he's not vibing with Jok he's still more vibing with Jok than the new players uh you know even include I'm, I would include Bruce Brown like they they get each other but still MPJ has been a part of this team for a longer time than anyone one of those guys and I think like they still know each other and I think like you'll get more and more comfortable I think you'll find to love like that that like he had the um drive yesterday and then he just dumped it off to gordon that it was trailing behind him i think he'll he'll start looking for those more and more when he starts playing like passing is contagious we always talked about that and we've seen him yesterday like pass up some shots put ball down there to Jokic on the low post and then again because he there's always room for shots so i'm i'm yeah i we can go on forever but like i just yeah you're 
<clears throat> it's so you, cool. You mentioned his side dribble. I mean, his sidestep jumper, that's amazing, man. His his balance on those sidestep shots, that's 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 insanity. Yeah. I've never seen something <laughs> like that before. So he has yeah. like again, like he has it's like such a pretty shot, but again, like something that it's not like maybe like top up, I would be like, hey, learn this for like a newbie. But like as, as far as his footwork, I'm like, this is not textbook, textbook, like you know, quote you know, quote on textbook uh feed, because he has like, you know, the weird like, you know, he has the one leg sometimes forward looks like a fadeaway but again because it's him and he's so good like this matter um no i saw so i saw that uh i was following the stats so serbia was women volleyball one uh they beat brazil 3-0 so where they're the world they're the fan, back-to-back world champs that, that's an that's amazing pretty, team and you know. people if you haven't watched women's volleyball ever it's it's, it's maybe awesome. the most the most beautiful sport out there i mean it's not as intense as NBA basketball, but man, uh, women's volleyball is just 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 it's awesome. chef's, chef's kiss. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now we will move to, to the, the fan question of the oh, week. Thank you. Do oh, you have a oh, mountain? Yeah. So, so, so the question oh. that could be like a mountain lion. Will Jamal okay. play in the season opener? Yeah. Let's let's um, make it short. Okay. Yeah. So basically, I mean, he's he's hurt and he's well, uh, we can call him like injured. Injured. He's more like probably just precautionary sore and like tight and stuff that's probably like the the worst thing that happened this preseason just like because you you wanted him to be fully ready but it's like we understand that he can be but you still hope he could be and it just is going to take some time i don't know if he plays i think he will just to try but i would also like how this was going i wouldn't even be shocked if they're like hey we have like three games two on the road in like four days maybe maybe not like from wednesday to saturday like you have you play one of them, maybe play a home opener on Saturday and just skip the first two because it's Utah and then Golden State. Because I would really not want him to see him get like more seriously hurt again in Golden State, uh, like that that away game. So that that's my that's like the the worst thing. So otherwise, it was pretty it was pretty cool. Yeah, and you can even season. say well, it was a, it was kind of expected to happen. You know, yeah, when yeah. when you come from the long injury and like you still probably have some some kind of. Uh, a precaution on your right leg and then you hurt your left leg because of some kind of compensation you're making on the court so hopefully yeah. it will just finish with this and we'll see jamal uh be able to step up his game slowly throughout this season and hopefully we'll get the top level jamal mm-hmm. for the playoffs for sure yeah. okay and I before and i don't yeah. think this is going to come off the bench like that's no way no 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 yeah. no, no no way jose no, you should. That's, that's that's Jose Alvarado, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Before we go to the fan question of the week, we'll make a short break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, we're back for the Serbian corner. I always wanted to say that, man. I'm such a big <laughs> fan of Matt Moore. I love when he says that on the Lockdown Nuggets. So welcome back to the Serbian corner. Right now, we're going to the fan question of the week. And for this week, we have a couple of questions to answer. Let me just move this, this banner away so we can see it better. First off, Slajan Osmanagic asked, do you guys think that the Nuggets really could be a top five defense? If And what about a nine-man rotation? Stagger MPJ with Bruce Brown, Bones, Davon, and Zeke at the five. We kind of answered that last week about the stagger. What about the top five defense? How yes, I, I think so. I think they have the I think they have the weapons to do it. Uh, it, it just again like mashing at the beginning, but in short, I think they they will. Um, what 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 do you think would be the key to it? Like, do you think the rotations? Because I don't know. It's always strange. I have to. It's, it's kind of hard. Like, I you would have to go back and like really analyze in depth. I really don't have. We don't have really time to do that in personal lives. But just like how. Um, how much you know what he says staggering and, and shorter rotations influence your top defensive productivity because again if it's Jokic had those big plus minus numbers in those swings if they are staggering and like keeping up the tempo f- through every game uh, and don't have like f- hockey subs does that affect your defense because every lineup kind of ne- needs a couple of possessions to get used to the used to the court what if you don't have that clean bla- break between five you know, five man out, five man in. Uh, does how does that affect your defense? I think they they can, and I think it's the some rotational situation when you're like bringing in strategically players that are your key defensive guys and putting them back in you know in and in and out of the lineups. Like I think that's the key, and I think they have weapons. I mean, even Ish Smith was like really there's a there's a uh, play against Phoenix man. Like he had contested, he rotated from the corner contested. A, a t- like the taller guy at the basically at the rim, like, but he wasn't like trying to dunk. He was like going for a layup. Ish was there, kind of surprised him. He kicked it out in the corner. He kicked it out some, you know, in the forty-five degree, and then it was the corner. And by the time that ball swung around, Ish was there to contest. Like ran back, like sprint. It was awesome. Like it was such good awareness. So even he, as a guard, even though he's small, like can has that quickness to like affect defenses. So I think uh, definitely, I, I think we can and. It'll be fun to do. That's my. We we had in our Nuggets Serbia uh, show earlier. We had we were picking like the the sweetest uh, scenarios for the season. Like, uh, and I had my I picked that I would really love it if the fir- like above everything else for top five defense to happen. I agree. I agree. It is possible, and this is the way it will. It would happen if it happened. So I don't think they they will be more than like top twelve, top top fifteen defense in the first month or even two months. Because they still need to to get the connectness between between the players who are playing for the first time together. So I don't expect them to be great defense out of the gate. 
But you know, yeah, by by the New Year's, I I can see them be like top two defense, like challenge teams like Boston or Philadelphia. Okay. So if you if you have this like like the first portion of season that is pretty average, but then you have the atomic defense on the second half of the season, that could be a scenario that that could uh, bring Nuggets defense to top five. Anyway, I mean, top five or top seven of top eight, we're talking about the difference, like half a point per 100 mm-hmm. possessions. Yeah. God, I mean, it's not not such a great difference, but it would be awesome uh, after some seasons to, to get a really, really good uh, yeah. defensive performance from the Nuggets. Second question. Thank you, Sludgeon, for the first question. The second question from from uh, uh, from our um, homie Joshua. He asks, is there enough room for Jamal, Bruce, Bones, KCP, and Ish to get meaningful minutes each night? Ish seems too good not to play, but the other guards are also so good. I'll start with this one. I think it's undisputed that Ish should, should be playing from yeah. game one in the regular rotation. And one thing that made me even more sure of that was this last game against Golden State when they had a like a three-minute stretch of playing small ball with uh, Jeff at five and Michael Porter at four with Ish, Bones, and I think it was Christian Brown with them. And they played awesome. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. And, and you can get away with that kind of lineup you know, against most uh, 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 defenses in the league. And, I mean, it's it's tough because you really want Aaron Gordon to play next to Nikola Jokic. I'm, I'm so sad that NBA game is 48 minutes long because if it was 40, you could just use Aaron Gordon like you use Lutic and Kalinic in, in EuroLeague, <laughs> play them 40 minutes every game. So if you could have... Aaron at five and and uh, Michael Porter at four. I think that would be atomic. That would yeah, be, be really be nuts, yeah. really good. But I don't think that's possible. Yeah, but and it's even, it's even hard. With Jeff, yeah. it was really good. It was really good with Jeff. And with Michael. that, with that, I would say it's kind of tricky because Jeff obviously is better than Zeke, and it's it's because then you in that certain lineups, I think you would put you you we would put a lot of wear and tear on Jeff for not for a few minutes a game, but like if that actually becomes like a part of a like similar rotation of with the small ball. Cause I really thought it was going to be Zeke and Jeff small ball, but I didn't know like who's going to be the five until like we see, we've seen Zeke like actually play at the five. Um, I think there is enough room because again, we're talking about, you have Jamal and KCP already in the starting lineup. Uh, Bruce Brown, we've, we've seen him go like up and down the, the, the depth chart of rotation. So it can go if he's your three, uh, you know, small forward, it's basically you're you're getting a three guard lineup that you had with what Malone was trying with. I think it was a Faku, Faku Monte, and who was the was a who was on the bench then? Uh, I can't Austin, remember that. Austin Rivers. No, it wasn't that year. Like it was someone. Maybe it was Austin. Yeah, um, it was that. So, but it's a different. Obviously, it's different. But Bruce is not a typical guard. Is like a multi practical guard, and then Ish is Ish and Bones work together, and Bones is not. You, it's not like a limited point guard. Like he actually is like a deadly shooter, so you can't leave him. So there is an avenue, and, and it is tricky. Like I'm really like back and forth with. I I we will we will have to see. I think there's going to be more of those 
uh, lineup. So like first half, we see, you know maybe Reed plays just because the traditional, because he's going to be on the three playing defense, and or Bruce Brown either either one of those. And then if that doesn't work as well, like if the flow of the flow of the ball isn't as as well, then maybe like he tries Ish Smith in the second half, and then we see. And if the trend is every time Ish and Bowles play together, it is like good and and the flow is better and we're scoring a lot more then we we can see that happening so like the, basically reed is there as a as a dangler of like he does he the point the funny thing is like he didn't really do anything to like warrant him not being in the rotation That's but like- as like a flashy thing that that was like probably more impactful was ish just play better again there's a question of is it bec- is the plus minuses that ish did uh, that Ish had and his effectiveness was because he played as a third stringer with these guys. Again, it's it's like not completely black and white. There's there's minutes that he played uh, that he played with against the Warriors that actually worked, and then there's minutes that he played against uh, you know bad lineups and then he was torching them. So again, it's it's not as clear cut. It's there's again we have a luxury of having again like decent enough players that warrant some playing time so it'll be fun it'll be fun to see either way i agree i agree ish was such a great uh, surprise to me it's really cool to see he's not only the nuggets killer he can be anybody's killer and that's that's pretty awesome and he was considered just a throw-in in that trade for kcp but man if you can play both both of those guys that's just that's just yeah. awesome Okay, and it was a throwing for us, like for fans, and I'm probably who knows what they were when they were doing the trade. Like it might not have been, a, maybe they were asking for him. <laughs> like hey, yeah, it was sure. Monte. Like let's have at least ish. Like could have maybe they offered someone else, you know. Yeah, and, sure. then, and then it was like, oh, let's not actually give me ish and, and KCP. So that's yeah. a fun. So that's thank a, thank you Monte for making this possible. Thank you, yeah. Monte, for being a God. great soldier. <laughs> Depressing. <laughs> what you gonna do? That I mean, I know. you. Know, I don't know if you remember, it was like six months ago we spoke about how many guys Nikola Jokic has been playing with for these eight seasons in the Nuggets, and that's like 90 players. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's that's counting Ray John Tuckers and other guys from, from, from the era. But anyway, it's such a big flow of, of players, and that's just the way the NBA works. Okay, instead of Nuggets stat of the week, because we don't have anything meaningful, especially from the last... I'm not even sure that we have an official box score from the last we, game because yeah, we do it now, was completely but, yeah. we do now. Okay. Yeah. I haven't checked it. I was playing basketball for the last three hours, so <laughs> I, I haven't logged on in that period. Instead of that, we'll give you our Western conferences uh locks. So which teams do we think are locks for certain things this season in the West? Let's start with the most fun thing, which teams are locks to be tanking teams? Which teams are locks not to be in competition even for the playing tournament? You want me to start? Yeah, let's let's start with that. So we can theoretically have five teams if we are completely sure about five teams not competing for playing. But no, I think it's going to be more if, because I'll, t- I'll tell you. So I did... Uh, uh, a preview of the whole season again. We talked about last week on on the Nugget Serbia channel with uh, one of our guys, and we did like over unders at that point when we were putting these uh, shows together, and then the whole basically predicting the wins and the standing. So I have like 
uh, what I what I had is so bottom four is basically you have um, I have the Spurs, Jazz, Rockets, and Thunder going from the lowest to to you know from lower to higher. So like Spurs twenty wins, Jazz twenty four, uh, uh, Rockets twenty six, and then like Thunder thirty two because I I just don't know how they can tank it, you know again that much. And then the next one would be like Kings or Lakers for me. And I wish it. I wish I flipped him, but like I have Kings at thirty-seven, Lakers in thirty-nine. I might have overdone it for him, but like we'll see. Which I was always expecting the trade, so that's why I'm saying it's not five because I think like Kings are fighting for for play and playoff. And actually, it might be. I'm hoping they're even better than that. I hope they can jump Blazers and Lakers and have it, you know, make it more interesting. But that's what I'm saying. I don't think they're tanking teams. So these four are your like probably not as great to succeed or don't want to succeed. Uh, in the Western Conference. Those are my locks for like the bottom four. Yes, I, I believe you're saying that because you're expecting Utah to trade away more guys, some re- really good veterans. Yeah, but even if to, they don't, like I don't help. think this team's good even if they don't trade. I don't know, man. I don't know. They're all, all uh, who's going to, who's going to, what, what, okay, tell me like what's happening. <sighs> what's with Utah? I mean, yeah, I know. I, I, I guess you cannot count on Jordan Clarkson to be your main guy. I get that. Sexton is there, but Sexton was a main guy on a lottery teams for years, for a few years in Cleveland, and he was scoring 25s, and they were still in the lottery. Uh, Mike what Conley's, about Markkanen? Oh, come on. Like, I'm not – I mean, again, like, he, he can pull me back on the FIBA competitions, but I'm not giving him, like, anchor of a team for that, that wants to compete for a play-in. Right now, as the teams are constructed, I give them edge over the Lakers. Oh, come and, on. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I I just don't trust they will have like 60 games. I just Lebr- LeBron I mean, just LeBron is. Playing together. I no, know, no, I agree LeBron with that. Is, but is how many games have you played for the last two seasons? doesn't matter. You play 60 games, they're still better than Utah if Utah plays 82 games. like Sure, sure. Okay. As, just to be completely uh, uh, frank, I agree on the four teams that are actually the bottom feeders, and I agree that all of the Sacramento and the Lakers and Portland, they all will be trying, at least for the first half of the season, to compete at least for the playing position. Okay, let's now move to the locks for the playoffs, so top six positions. I don't want any any of those horrible play-in teams in this locks. Okay. Group. Do you want me to go first? Or you... Yeah. So I have I, I I did have the Nuggets at one, both like objectively and subjectively. Uh, and I have them fifty seven, Golden State at fifty four, and I have Minnesota at fifty at three. So that was like my big surprise. And then a Phoenix at four, forty nine, and then Clippers at forty at five at forty nine. And that was like and then Memphis at six for forty eight. And again, Memphis has. They have their weird like tendency to just be people with whatever they put out, but that was last year. And JJJ is not playing, and they lost Kyle Anderson and Melton. You know, as much as he was like one of the role players, but still, the surprise there is again they can probably flip flip places. Is is for me is is Minnesota and, and Clippers are like you know three and five. Uh, I just thought like Gobert is is your regular season like he brings a lot of wins, and then also Clippers. I have no idea if they'll care, and that's my. That's like, um, yeah, that's again, Ray said, like for Utah and Vembama. For for Clippers, like that's why I put them at five because I have no idea what, what how their season is going to shape up, like how many games they're going to play, and if they care to go attack like top four. Yeah, or I, I don't think they're a lock. 
I don't think they're a lock for top six. Really? The Clip, I the mean, Clippers. Okay, I mean, that, they, they, that's crazy. Their season can get derailed really fast. I don't know. But they have such. I mean, they, they, even last year they were they were like so depressed, you know, bereft of talent, and they made a trade in the middle of the season and still were like, if they're old, old, you know, old playoff standings, they would have been, they would have been in. But yeah, that's I don't know. I mean, I'm I have them in. I can't have you know. There's again too deep and too good of a coach. They're Dallas and and Pelicans are seven eight for me. And that's the thing is like that's six to six through nine, six to eight. Like you can have those like jumbled up. Like, but I, again, those are, these are my locks. Like I'm having Memphis at six, Clippers at five, Phoenix at four. Oh, you want to put six locks? No, but you said who's the playoff teams? No, I want to see who are your locks. That oh, sorry. You, okay. You, okay. You don't see any chance of not being the top six. Um, that's that's different, you know. Because f- for instance, I think. There's more probability for Dallas to be a top six team than the Clippers, because I don't see Dallas falling out of top six because of Luca, and I just don't don't trust that that Kawhi will ever play more than forty games in a season. It's just, even it's just him, my it's just my subjective. No, no that, that's fair. That's fair. He I mean, he doesn't play, but like again, I'm counting for last year. So last year Dallas was around, I think. Those it was in the fifty-two games. So Brunson is a big loss for me there, and then Nuggets and Timberwolves and Clippers are all better than last year, and so I think that's that's what basically those that's what makes it up. And I again, Luca c- can get hurt, and again, if he's just doing it by himself all the, all the years, all all the season, like I'm not that interested. Okay, but if you're going with the locks thing, like I'll go, I'll go Nuggets, I'll go Warriors. Um, I'll go Clippers and I'll go Memphis for the locks. Like I put, I put Minnesota like third seed because I'm predicting it, but they might implode and that might not work. Like their their two towers might not work, so they might be out to play in. So there's my four locks, I guess. Five. Yeah, that's interesting because four. my locks are the Nuggets, Warriors, uh, Mavericks, and and Minnesota. Okay. I'm really, I'm really. You don't have Phoenix and Clippers. Okay, fair. Phoenix, I can see them imploding. I mean, I don't expect them to implode, but I can see uh, sure, sure, sure. a scenario for that. Same as with the Clippers and Memphis. I don't know, man. I don't know how how much this uh, Triple J absence will will uh, will cost them at the beginning of the season. So I'm not sure about them either. I mean, top six is a pretty uh, yeah. tall task. I mean. You can have a one guy out of rotation. I mean, for instance, even if the Nuggets would lose uh, Jamal for like forty games this season for you know, different reasons, like three games here, five games there, I would still feel pretty pretty optimistic about them being a top four seed. Even I mean, well, yeah, that's but, because again, I mean, yeah, because it's a different Jokic is a different breed, and and yeah. we've seen them be that good without Jamal, so. I can yeah. see that again as a lot of other players, but if it's only Jamal getting hurt, but if you yeah, couple sure, that sure. with Absolutely. other people missing time, then it's a different story. Absolutely. Okay. One one more interesting. Which team that you think that uh, can can uh, go to the playoffs has zero chance of moving into the second round? So oh, that's, that's like a the, 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 like a the middle tier of teams. Uh Okay, 
Well, that's the thing is like I it, there's such a loaded what I let's say I'm gonna say Blazers and Kings if they go what into a- the first round. I think those are the ones that they will not make it out of the first round. Everyone else, I there's no I mean, I don't see Memphis losing uh I can see them that's things like zero chance. Like I see Memphis when they win, when they go to the sure. playoffs, they can win. The um Minnesota, Phoenix, like every one of those, like Clippers, uh, Denver, Golden State. Like, there's, I don't really see a zero zero chance for a lot of these teams. What about you? I kind of see it Lakers, the Lakers, I guess, if they go the Lakers. Back. Yeah, but I'm not, but, uh, but those things, like, I don't even see them in the playoffs. Like, that's my, I mean, they, they the could play maybe, in, but like, they could sneak in through the plane, you know, the, just get, get the other team on the bad legs. It's one one game elimination, so it, everything is possible, I guess, in the in the play in. Unless they play uh, against Memphis. Oh, actually not, because because Big Val is no longer in Memphis, so Big Val is the master of. We haven't we haven't well, even mentioned in, New Orleans. Pelican. Yeah, well, I have him as we'll have him as A because it's just like, like not a, you know they're not they weren't well in the playoffs, but like from the eighth seed, but because yeah. they're just from the perspective like they haven't played a full season and and again these are teams it's it's such a load of west i'm it's so it's gonna be so much fun watching because they're my second team to watch this yeah. year and i haven't made eight because of just hey this there's some continuity with other teams a little bit more than than new orleans and but i can i mean honestly i could see new orleans being like hey the like memphis last year or like the nuggets in 2018 just fresh team like you don't know much about them so like they're even the ones like surprising themselves with some of the good plays coach is great i love willie green uh could be a coach of the year in like a few years maybe if they do like a big jump even next year so there's a lot there's a lot of cool cool stuff with them and but again it's there's again it's such a loaded west like i could see them going through the first round easily even if they're eighth seed and and so that's my that was because D- dallas and pelicans were my seven and eight and that was the, again, it was like, who else am I going to put? Like, it was so hard, hard to get separate that, you know, the, the whole like West conference, even East, but like, it's crazy. I mean, my Kings are 11th. And I, the only reason I said, like, I even said that, that I said that in Nugget Serbia pod, I was like, the only reason I have Kings that this low is because I think Lakers, someone's going to do a favor to the Lakers and trade some stuff that they're going to help him. And then second of all, it's because it's the Kings. If you give me a blind roster for the Kings and, you know, all 30 teams and you have a Kings roster and I don't know it's the Kings, I'd be like, oh, this is a fun one. I like this for the playoffs. But because they're the Kings, I'm kind of still like, after I want to see, wait and see kind of. Yeah, when you mentioned that the New Orleans, I think they're a very interesting team because although I have them like in the third tier of Western teams, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they upset somebody in the first yeah, round. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I can see them beating Golden State. I can see even uh, see them beating Denver. To be honest, if if uh, Zion goes insane, I mean, uh, I think it's it's less possible for the Nuggets for some reason. But it's it's an interesting team. It it's not a team that's good enough to win like three consecutive playoff rounds for sure. But one round upset, absolutely. Okay, and let's finish off this episode with a quick, 
with a quick Nuggets NBA trivia. Every other week, we'll alternate between Nuggets and general NBA trivia, and we'll ask the live audience to participate in it, basically to help Voya with <laughs> yeah. some stuff here. So it's time for the general NBA trivia, and let's list the nine players that have played at least 50 games last season and generated three and a half or more turnovers per game. Oh, so we are looking you. for nine guys <laughs> that are turning the ball over the most in the NBA. More and, than 50. Okay, let's go with Westbrook. <laughs> yes, Westbrook is a really good guess. He's a guy that has his uh, has the ball in his hands a lot and he's not really careful with it. So yeah, so Westbrook is number three and two. And a half no, per actually, game. No. He has 3.8. He's not even in the top, let's see. Wow, one, that's crazy. Two, three. It's, he's fourth in this list. Oh, wow. Russell Westbrook. Uh, I mean, let's go Jokic. I don't know if he's... One yes, Jokic he does, okay. is actually tied with Russell Westbrook with 3.8 oh, uh, turnover per game. <laughs> Interesting thing about it, Russell Westbrook, true shooting percentage, 51%. Nikola Jokic, 66%. So a slight, slight difference, difference yeah. between these two guys. Let's okay. go with Luka. Luka is a very good guess. He is actually number one in the league with 4.5 turnovers but since he's handling the ball yeah, for the for like 80 possessions per game that that's not very surprising yeah uh, it's good Trey Young Trey Young Trey Young is a really good guess and he is also he's number three on this list with four turnovers so I have the number two only left right no, yes. so how many so how many yeah. my guess you, ha you have number one you have number three, three and then you have two guys who are Splitting number four position. So you guess so four one guys, more, one five more left. Oh, five left. Five left. Nine wow, guys I want to of, see. Okay. Um, who's, <laughs> Please, people, the, help Voya. Uh, let's see. Uh, CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum is not on the list. He That's your first personal foul. Harden. You, you, you get two more. James Harden, Interestingly enough, is not on this list. I believe he is number 10 on this list, but he doesn't have 3.5. Oh, oh no, sorry. I made a mistake. Oh, this is this is a horrible mistake. James Harden is number two on this list with 4.4. Okay, what the hell? Okay. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Okay. My mistake. You got five guys. You still guys. need okay. you still need four more guys. I'm trying to see all of them hands. are bottom feeders on this list. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to you see. You got who, the top five. Who who handles the ball in those nuances? Let's see, Kevin Porter Jr. That's a really interesting guess. Uh no, he's not on the list. That's that's your first personal foul. Second. You, yeah. you have you have oh, no, no, first, it's hard. Yeah, first, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. First. You you have uh, two more misses left. I mean, turn a half Allowed. a game. Steph. Steph, no. Wow, that's Steph, awesome. Steph oh, yeah, I guess it's well, actually, Draymond. Draymond is also not on this list. Oh, wow. Man, their Warriors are good with that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to see who, who's playing. Donovan Mitchell? Donovan Mitchell is not on the list. Wow. Okay. We, we Wait, have there, is, there, there is Garland. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Garland is. Yeah, Garland, Garland, Garland is, is on okay. the list. Garland is on the list. He's 3.6. The guys you've missed are Kate Cunningham with 3.7, okay. which makes I was, sense. I was going that, that direction now. Yeah. And then you've missed LeBron James with 3.5. Okay. Okay. He just made the cut. Kevin Durant also 3.5. That's a bit surprising. Yeah, I didn't, know that. I didn't really, expect him to. Yeah. 
he's not really a ball handler. And that's it. That's the whole. That's the whole list. Okay, so how much? Like six out of those ten, or how many did I make? Uh, Luca, Harden, five Lokic, or six. Trey, Westbrook, Garland. Is that it? Yeah, I believe so. Let yeah. me see if I can. Yeah, here's the list. So you can see the nine guys, and I I sorted them by the true shooting percentage, which made me laugh when you. Okay. See Cade is the only one that's worse than Russell Westbrook, <laughs> but he's a he was a rookie, so that's good. And all the other guys actually have a pretty good true shooting. Even Luca with fifty seven percent, that's pretty admirable. Yeah, the, my my next would have been one of those the Cade or uh, or some like from Orlando or someone. But yeah, yeah. nice. That's a good one. That's, Interesting like thing about this list: one guy that didn't make the cut only because he played less than fifty games is Paul George. Paul George also had like 3.5. Right, yeah, less games, yeah. Interesting, interesting. If if nothing better than that. Raymond has a pretty good guess with Jalen Sachs. I like that guess as well. Okay, thank you guys for hanging out with us in this uh, beautiful Saturday evening in Serbia and day in the US. Have a great rest of the weekend and have a great week after that before we meet again next weekend. And before we go, go Nuggets! Go Nuggets! Go Nuggets!